Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, January 23rd. I'm Jacob Cohen, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. All right, today we're going to be talking about Netflix entering its next phase. With subscriber growth back on track, the company's looking to squeeze more juice out of its content machine lemons. Also, we're going to be talking about Google planning some chat GPT countermeasures and a whole lot more. But before we get to that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. Okay, first things first, let's start with a big tech news roundup. Microsoft will shutter Altspace VR, its social VR platform, on March 10th and divert resources to Microsoft Mesh, another AR VR platform. After announcing that it would close up shop in 2017, Microsoft actually scooped up this company which helps people host virtual social spaces for 3D avatars. And on the metaverse front, by the way, a new survey of 2,300 game developers by the Game Developers Conference found 45% say the metaverse will not deliver on its promise, 53% back unionization, and 91% say player harassment is an issue. Now, of course, last week we discussed the news of Microsoft's 5% workforce reduction, and In that regard, on the Apple front, the Wall Street Journal put out an interesting piece about how the company has thus far managed to avoid major layoffs, in part because its workforce has expanded just 20% or so in the last three years compared to Amazon's doubling in size, Meta's jumping 94%, Google's growing 57%, and Microsoft's growing 53% in the same time. And along the lines of people leaving their jobs... The Wall Street Journal also reported that in the U.S., more than 300,000 accountants and auditors have quit their jobs in the last two years. Now they say industry giants like KPMG and PwC are outsourcing work overseas where workers can handle up to 95% of an audit. In other news, Merriam-Webster acquired Quirtle, a Wordle clone where players try to guess four words at once for an undisclosed amount. Also, the number of new podcasts has fallen off a pandemic-era cliff. Last year, 219,000 podcasts were created, down from more than a million in 2020. Meanwhile, unfortunately, Wayfair is laying off more than 1,700 workers, around 10% of its workforce, citing waning post-pandemic sales. Also, we've got some potentially egregious news about the economy. Consumer advocacy group Farm Action is asking the Federal Trade Commission to investigate the egg industry for price fixing. The group says a spike in the cost of eggs is not as related to the ongoing issue of bird flu as producers have been claiming. The wholesale price of shell eggs rose, they say, from 173.5 cents per dozen in February of 2022 to 298 cents per dozen by the first week of April. And those price hikes, they say, helped Calmain 
Foods see $535 million in gross profits in the 26 weeks ending November 26, which was 10 times the profits they saw during the same time in 2021. Moving along, Konichiwa, Japan. The Japanese liquor industry facing a depreciating yen and an aging population saw liquor exports jump 60% in 2021 to around $870 million and in 2022 surpassed that level by just October, according to Nikkei Asia. As part of this trend, whiskey shipments were up 70% and shipments of sake were also up 70%. Still, though, Japan represents just 0.1% of the global alcohol market. Moving along, the plant-based meat industry is struggling to vegetate. Per Bloomberg, sales volume at supermarkets was down 14% last year, and orders of fake meat burgers dropped 9% at fast food spots. And lastly, the secondary luxury watch market is on track to surpass the primary sale market by 2033. In 2021, primary luxury watch sales hit some $56 billion, and secondaries notched around $27 billion. By 2033, those could reach $81 billion and $86 billion for secondaries, respectively. Secondary luxury watch sale negotiations, by the way, is an extremely entertaining side of TikTok in case anyone's looking for some good content. But enough of that. Let's get on with the main stories of the day. Okay, so showing no signs of chill. Netflix is clearly looking to enter its next phase of growth. The company reported earnings late last week, and as always, as in many ways the leading streamer, it was a highly anticipated event. The whole industry watches it. And in its shareholder letter, the company said its Q4 performance surprised even itself, adding 7.7 million net new subscribers after forecasting 4.5 million. And now with membership growth back on track, remember Netflix was losing subscribers early last year. The company says it's now focused on achieving greater profitability through new revenue streams, among them what we're going to call the great password crackdown of 2023. The company says more than 100 million subscriber households share their passwords outside of the home and that it'll soon start charging for that, which obviously means that uh, back in 2017 when they tweeted out, love is sharing a password, uh, that has not aged well at all. But also among these new revenue streams is... Uh, advertising. Of course, in November, Netflix debuted its lower-priced ad support tier. Netflix said it's off to a strong start since then, though it admitted its material impact in 2023 will be just modest. Big picture, though, Netflix represents less than 10% of TV screen time in the U.S. and the U.K., and less than 5% in places like Mexico, Brazil, and Poland. The company stressed that it's Almost $32 billion in annual revenue pales in comparison to the $300 billion or so pay TV industry, $180 billion or so TV advertising market, and the $130 billion or so gaming industry, which it's really looking to dive into. Okay, and finally, last story for the day. 
Of course, we've been reporting on ChatGPT and its impact on Google's $149 billion search business and strategy for some time now, but the New York Times is out with some really juicy details on how exactly the nascent technology has impacted the tech giant and worked its way into critical discussions at the highest levels. Last month, the Times reported Larry Page and Sergey Brin, Google's founders, held multiple meetings with company execs about ChatGPT. Now, this is a big deal because Mr. Page and Mr. Bren have been mostly hands-off with Google since 2019. And their re-engagement really just underlines how critical this moment is for the company and its vulnerability among this new artificial intelligence competitive landscape. Google reportedly now has plans for more than 20 new AI product launches this year, including a version, most notably, of its search engine with chatbot features. And uh, I can say just this. Zero is shaping up to be <laughs> quite an interesting one for big tech. And bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have an awesome Monday. Have a great start to the week. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.